I want to welcome everybody to Crashing Game Night. My name is Matt Duro, your host, as always. Tonight, Crashing Game Night with us is one and only Adam Harrington, the voice of Sindri and God of War, Ooh. Bartholomew and Supernatural. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And uh, an FBI agent in Bosch. Yes. How you doing, Adam? I'm good. Nice to be here. How are you? Doing all right after the last right. uh, week in the flu ravaging my entire household. Oh, yeah, that's oh, rough. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's rough. rough. Oh, quarantine um, zone. <laughs> yeah, we were quarantine zone. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, the man who actually decided to show up with a God of War shirt, the beanie one, Gerard Barrera. What is up, all my nerds? Uh, you're seeing some excitement tonight. <clears throat> I cannot, I cannot wait to get into this. Mr. Harrington, uh, not only am I a fan of your recent work, but I'm also a huge Parks and Rec fan. Oh, I loved your <laughs> episode. You were awesome, dude. Cool beans. Cool beans. <laughs> and, and then, so I'm gonna, just, just for you, I'm going to yeah. spend this entire interview doing this. <laughs> it's perfect. It's awesome. such a great episode. The whole episode. Is he like they're just questioning whether he's inside? I love it. It was so great. And ladies and gentlemen, after week hiatus, the babyface one, Theo Walski. What is up, everybody? I'm sure everybody would agree that work sucks. Apparently, yes. especially yeah. my job. So, <laughs> yeah. oh yes, welcome back, though, sir. Thank you. And then uh, <laughs> got to actually escape for once. <laughs> and then, ladies and gentlemen, the maitre d' services. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's the last of the culprits. <laughs> the two-year-old crashing game night. Um, man with the couch, PhD services, Jason Bolidio. How's it going, guys? How's it going tonight? Mr. Adam Hankton, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, thanks for having me. I, I know uh, Matt forgot to add a little extra line in my uh, name title, but it's okay. okay. <laughs> Please, uh, I, I'm going to run it until the end of the year, man. Always I'm run it, it till the end of the year. That is I true. Mean, it's till the end of the year. Get you a placard to just put underneath your window for I video. Just, just had says, it like, just, yes. you know, like Monopoly. Okay, champ. Monopoly yeah. champ. Fashion <laughs> <laughs> so, game night, Monopoly champ. All right, how's it going, guys? Let's keep nice. this. So, Adam, how you been? Mm. You've been you've been busy with game awards and release of a kind of a game called God of War Ragnarok. This little indie. Oh man. Little indie oh, I never project. heard of it. What are you talking about? Dice. It's like, it's like Yahtzee, but different. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. totally down. Right. I love me some dice. Yeah. Right. Um, I know it's been, uh, it's been amazing how it's been, yeah. how it's been doing. It's just been, a, it's a bit of a whirlwind. It's lovely. It's, you know, these things don't happen very often. So when they do, you just kind of, really appreciate it and go for the ride but uh being at the game awards at the microsoft theater i'd never been there before that was pretty uh, pretty epic that's cool yeah that was really cool is there anything yeah, is in it. particular that stood out to you being I, there for the first time oh the size of the place it's huge it, it is pretty large yeah absolutely massive. you wouldn't think it because the back seats kind of like go into it feels like it goes into the stadium so like it blends mm -hmm. well yeah, yeah it was it, it it's much yeah. bigger than what it seems yeah. you're at the floor like the the floor seats near the stadium or ne and near the, the stage yeah and the lights and the just the production value of it and then just the excitement of everybody there. Like it was just really incredible to be sitting in mm -hmm. this huge, huge arena just full of people that are just all gunning 
every moment to see every new trailer drop and mm-hmm. see the performances. And yeah, it was, a, it was an insane energy. It was awesome. awesome. I think it was nice, nice. seeing the, the industry back together. Oh in, yeah. In a place like yeah. that for the first time yeah. in a couple of years. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and then, then of course, Pacino starts the evening off. Al Pacino. Right. <laughs> that was, that was completely out of left field. I, yeah. That was insane. <laughs> how was it? How was that seeing Al Pacino give the best performance award to a colleague of yours that's been a co star of yours multiple mm, times? Yeah. Christopher yeah. Judge. Yeah. Um, I think it all happened so fast because it was the first thing of the night. Um, uh, but one of, first of all, watching him come out and not really knowing why he's there. And then of course it was really sweet. I mean, there's so many hundreds and hundreds of people are involved in games, but you know, particularly with the story of this one and how hard we worked, it was really nice to hear them acknowledge the, the contributions of what the actors are, the mocap performances and, and voiceovers doing with it as much as the rest of the evening was celebrating everybody else in the industry, which is incredible. So that was good. And just watching, I just thought when, when Chris won, of course, we all went ape shit in our row. And I was like, of course, I think I texted him right away. I was like, congratulations. And I'm like, fucking Pacino. <laughs> really? That's who you get on top of it. Oh, that's insane. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I know like there, there were a lot of kind of jokes at like uh, the length of his acceptance speech, but I, I, I do have to say, uh, the the fact he was including everyone and, and the crew and everything were like well, he I had the time yeah yeah exactly but yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean I, I totally respect that and I'm happy yeah. he he was able yeah. to do that and everyone was able to kind of celebrate in that yeah in that way but that's not his longest one his, oh, no really? no, what? We, no were way. At, we were at a we had a little thing afterwards and towards the end of the night somebody brought it up and he there was some other awards show that he went to and I think he was joking but he was like. 22 <laughs> no yeah, i think he was jo- i think he was joking though but no it was very sweet he cut you know what it was very sweet he decided to take his time and they could play up yeah they wanted to and he just really wanted to acknowledge everybody because you know whatever's ahead if if nothing more is coming it ended you know in a way i don't know if there's anything more coming but i think he really just wanted to take the time and he was such a generous you know, when you're wor- working on a project, be it a video game or, or a TV show or a film or whatever it is, the number one on the call sheet is the person that sets the tone. Mm. And if that person yep. is um, petty and spiteful and all that stuff. The whole gives, set, the entire it, time. It gives everybody else permission to behave the same way. Yep. And it's very frustrating Ooh. for the crew because they just want to do good okay. and go home. Terrible atmosphere mm-hmm. too. Yeah. He it was it the, sucks. Yeah. He was the complete opposite. He was, That's great. He he gave us all. He was just extremely generous and wanted us all to be in there, and it, it felt amazing to work together. And so it was it was really nice to see him win. It was really him speaking of everybody. That's who he is. Him trying to give everybody their moment and their mm-hmm. kudos and all that stuff. That's that's who he is. Yeah. What's nice. it for you personally? Since you guys go all the way back to Stargate SG One together, that's so cool. What man. was it? What's it like seeing after knowing him for this many years, actually see him get an award like that, especially for the types of roles he's done over his career? I'm glad I'm glad he got it, but I'm not surprised. Like I was 
Mm-hmm. Yes, he should. And he should for this, I thought. You know, it's mm-hmm. hard to get those types of things when you're doing TV sci-fi and all that stuff, which he was great at. And the Dark mm-hmm. Knight. And, but it was just, he, he just put in a lot of work. But I wasn't surprised. I was just happy. Yeah. yeah. I get it. I mean, it's, it's nice to see him do that. And I, I will say this when you say he puts in the work and stuff and for his role. I mean, that was a stacked category yeah. to begin with. Yeah. And it was one of those things when we voted for, it was still one of those hard type things. Mm-hmm. And at the moment when we were voting, I still hadn't played maybe more than 10 hours of the new game. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like 50 hours in and holy smokes. Yeah, dude. How I, I don't see how him and Sonny got put up against each other for that because equally I could see Sonny getting it too. Yeah, that's what I was rooting for as well. I was like, this, man, he was right doing now, so, so well. Yeah, I, I, um, it brings up a point that everybody's been talking about. I'm I'm a firm believer in best ensemble because there's just a con- I like that. Let alone I, the best best male, best female, or if you want to <laughs> do best supporting and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's hard when there's only five there's only five spots. Who mm-hmm. do you like in a game like this, like who who are you putting up? Oh, and yeah. then if you and then if you do get into best supporting, who are you putting in the best lead category, and who are you putting in best yeah. supporting? I would I would love that idea for the game awards instead of doing that, just doing best ensemble performance because when you look at it, even the sum of your parts for each yeah. of your roles, right, is still fantastic. Yeah. And just and then, but this it's the whole like yeah. is what makes the game mm. for me right now. And yeah. I'm just like, yeah. Holy crap. To, yeah, you don't want to be the short man on the stick, though. They're like, you lost us best ensemble. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was great. Except <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so everyone's Adam, getting the award kinda... except you. <laughs> right. <laughs> off the stage. You, it's like that kid you get that the... got up and started talking about Bill Clinton. You're like, you are you lost us best <laughs> um, Oh yeah. Oh geez. We were like, what is what is what is this? What is this? <laughs> Yeah. You're getting the paper mache version of the yeah. year when we <laughs> You're grounded. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your career, though, up until okay. because you know a lot of people know you as as injury and God yeah. of War, but yeah. you've been in quite a bit when you look at your IMDb going back. Yeah, they just can't. You know, in '96, but <laughs> I got to ask though. My first question is, how did you go from a master's in marine biology to acting? Uh. I still my I still ask myself the same thing. Um, I I I always loved the water when I was a kid. I loved acting. I grew I grew up in a small town. I grew up in a town that was a steel town, very blue collar. My parents mm-hmm. were. It was very important that their kids got education so they could get a good job, and that just meant math or science. So I liked scuba diving, and I was really into that. So of course, it doesn't. It doesn't shock me now that I went into the most romantic possible science, <laughs> the most romantic of the science of marine biology. Um, but no, I went into that and I kind of liked it and acting was still in the back of my mind. And then I went through grad school and I, I got into the workforce and I saw what the reality of that job looked like. And I thought, mm, nope. So now or never. I was 28 and I moved to, I was living on an island off the coast of Vancouver Aquarium or off of Vancouver working at an aquarium. And I moved to Vancouver, Canada, and I put my scuba gear away, and I got a bartending job, which was really humbling, because I thought I knew everything, Um, and just started from scratch. And the first gig I got was Stargate. Wow. Wow. 
Nice. It's a hell of a first gig. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. Maybe I should have done acting. From bartending to acting, too. Just a weird alien with a lot of guy liner and a dress. That's what that was. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, but that's where I met Chris. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I look back, I was like, see, I I used to watch SG1 back when it was original. I was like, you were on that? Mm. No, it's gonna make me want to go back and rewatch your episodes. But like I've known Chris Don't Judge since then. It was Don't like yeah. um <laughs> but when we look at your like I just took highlights because you've got you've been on so many guest starring shows. It's mm. yeah. insane. But like when we look at some of my favorites, like Smallville, mm. which yeah, and apparently I did two of them. Only one I remember. <laughs> um, That's fair. But I mean, I love Smallville. Um, you've been, you've co-starred with Nathan Fillion. Castle. Both on Castle, Castle. and the and Rookie. Yeah. yeah, and we we always, I don't, he's, I don't think he remembered me for the first time, but we're both Canadians, so we always get a kick at it. He is really, <laughs> he's a really nice guy to work with, by the way. Really, really nice. Yes. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Amazing, amazing to the crew, keeps it chill, likes to really? have a good time. Yeah, oh, no, no ego, super just there, bang, do it. Yeah. Uh, he's one of my heroes, dude. Uh, Firefly was like my all-time favorite show. Yeah, I, yeah, I love I love Castle too. Yeah. That's uh, that's awesome. Yeah, sweet. Um, Here, then you like we mentioned at the top of the show, you've been in you uh, FBI agent Jack Brenner and Bosch. Yes. Yep. Um, you cast have, fan, uh, fantastic Roland. to work with Lance, mm-hmm. who does the John Wick movies as well. Mm-hmm. Incredible yep. guy. Uh, Titus, amazing, so cool, so cool, so cool, intimidatingly cool. <laughs> yep. And uh, you were also on a show that my wife and I are currently rewatching again, as in Supernatural, as Bartholomew. Oh, yeah, yeah. Boy, he lived and died quick. <laughs> he, he did. <laughs> he, I also. He did, uh, but you I, know what though? You played that him so well though like when you look at that that whole character and what he was what he was representing you nailed every little part of that character well i thought so too but apparently no i think they 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 were were gonna go in one direction and decided to go in a completely different direction yeah yeah but that was fun those guys also so nice i i also was wondering about one thing um you were also in la noir I was. So, yeah. Did you actually do a, a mocap for that, or was that a different kind of scenario? No. So that was because they were using a different technology, and it was also near the beginning of the mocap suits. Mm-hmm. It kept changing, yeah. but we worked on that for over three years. It was a huge script. But yeah, oh, no, I did yeah. all the mocap, all the voice, all the mocap. And then, of course, to get the facial stuff that they did, they would sit you in this freezing cold room and you would go back. And go over every single piece of dialogue you've had in the entire game, which for Aaron Staten or Staten, Staten, he was our lead. It was like, no way. It was a lot. Was that to catch like all the like hairs and cre- on your face? Oh yeah. man, wow. that must have been then insane. They would, then they would stick that on the body. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. That's- that was. That was a fun experience. I did a lot of apologizing to people on that game because of how Roy Earl, they wanted, it was an Australian company that did it and they did all of their research and they wanted, it was Bondi 
and they wanted it really authentic to the time period. And Roy Earl was unfortunately very authentic to the time period. He was, an ins- <laughs> he was a rude, misogynistic, racist, all that stuff. Yeah. And I when mean, we were when we were shooting it, we were using <clears throat> words that I knew would never be allowed to end up in the game. So <laughs> I would be working with other actors, and I'd be like, "I'm really sorry, but I." And they're like, just do you. Do I'm just reading the script. <laughs> yeah. I'm just reading yeah, the yeah. script. Slowly, <laughs> <laughs> like, slowly, just bring the away. paper up. Just like I'm just reading the yeah. script. But yeah. yeah, he was. Just, so you just had to. You just had to lean into him and just make him completely unapologetically. I mean, I'm just assuming the behind the scenes of that guy's life is just a train wreck. <laughs> good cop. Good cop. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, that's cool. Thank you. Um, yeah, you're welcome. Yep. And then, of course, there's. There's Sindri in God of War. Oh, and, oh my God. And God of War oh Ragnarok. Oh my God, bro. Which, yeah. For those Every, that are, everyone's best friend. Like, and for those uh, that are watching, we're going to try and stick away from as many spoilers as we can because there's some of us that are still playing through the game. Okay. But but I want to say this. The, at least to the point where I'm at right now, I'm about yeah. 50 hours into so the game. I'm doing about a, lot a quarter of, side of the way through the game <laughs> at 50 hours. Um, I mean, like... It depends on how much you squirrel around, you know. Like I squirrel, yeah, I've been, squ- I've been, yeah, I've been squirreling around. Um, I'm going back and getting all the collectibles and okay, and gearing. Up. Yeah. Um, but your character, Sindri's character progression, right from where we see him at the beginning of God of War to yes. how he goes through the evolution of his character, especially in Ragnarok, between um, you know the revelation of what he did for Brock. And yes. what Brock really actually means for him and mm-hmm. and what happens later on in the game. What's it like for you as the voice and behind Sindri to have that type of a care that arc, right? We are going from kind of like a happy sidekick to now yeah. dealing with all this emotion yeah. throughout the course of the game. You're really good at not giving things away. <laughs> I was, I was, I was going to see how you were going to navigate. Going I'm trying the, not to. We, 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 we have we have we have different layers. Like I mean, yeah. Jerry is beating it. Matt's ahead of me, and I'm oh, like okay. just getting to a certain point, and he's like, "Oh, you haven't gotten there yet." No, but it's going to be really so, interesting. And I I'm think like, that's oh the, my god. I think that's the clearest I've ever heard somebody be unclear. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty fair. Um, so you know I what? can just say it's a okay. WTF moment that I hit, yeah. right? Yeah. So you, okay. you can pretty much surmise exactly where I'm Oh at. yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And I'm not going to say it, but yeah, what's yeah. it, but for that type of an, an arc that's happened mm-hmm. across, yeah. you know, the first game and into now a lot of what happens in the second yeah. game, what's it like for you as the, the, the voice behind Sandy to have that type of an emotional arc? I think, well, you know what, to be honest, if it was to get, just technical about it for a sec. If it was just the voice, I don't know that you would get the performances you did get from all the actors in this game. I think the fact that they took the time, mm-hmm. they shot them as scenes. So for all of us, it would just, it's just like taking on an acting job. You're, mm-hmm. you're performing all of the scenes. So everything you see from the cutscenes in the game, we've acted out. They've captured all our, you know, our body language, our moving, the dots of our face is just then converted to animation. Of course, they do their thing. They clean it up. Their artistry is amazing. Um, but it was two things right away. I thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be incredible. And oh God, I want to barf. <laughs> because the arc was so much. 
And I right. thought if we if we don't hit this is incredible, but if we don't hit it right, we're we're I am gonna, we are not getting the best ensemble award. My God, may I say you hit it right. Uh, and thank you, as thank someone you. as uh, no, seriously, as I finished. I finished the game. You finished, okay? But I, but I, but I completely finished the game. Uh, okay, you know what I mean. Yeah. Where the All way I have to do is this. It, where, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> the way <laughs> it's not getting, that's not a spoiler by that's not a spoiler by the yeah, way meow, that was left no, ended. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you get to the meow scene, yeah, exactly. You know, we're, making, we're making TikToks now. <laughs> now. From that, from that true ending, I, I would have to say, man, uh, once again to reiterate on what Matt said, your evolution from. 2018 to now from seeing you as Brock and Sindri, the, the, you know, the, the group characters in the first game, the, the ones that gave you a little levity and some comedy, but then you have your own arc and your own story separate. Like they gave you both such great tales, but then to see what you had to go through the, the amount of emotion that you probably had to do in those scenes. I, I'm just telling you, man, you, you hit it on the uh, mark. Thanks. Thank and, you. Uh, it was so wonderful to see a character get that much of an arc from one to another game. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like I said, your, your character is everybody's best friend. Everyone yeah. who plays that game is like now wondering, you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah. They're they're wondering if he really is the cat. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Matt hasn't finished, so he's like, I don't know. This this whole meow thing is totally making me think. I'm totally picturing uh, Adam with cat ears now while he's doing it. Um, He did an interview. He needs needs those headphones that have the cat ears. Is that what they were talking about? No, he's in Boots and Boots, right? You're you're the next Boots and Boots. Boots. Um, Yes. But I will say this, like, for... for I love him. Yeah. For the moment, though, that you know what I'm talking about without trying to ruin it, right? Yeah. That moment hit so hard. The way Mm. you acted that Mm. that entire section, you know, that whole from the point... Are you talking about you the know w, where you, the are, wait? Are we just the talking big about w, the, w, the big? Are we talking about the WTF and the subsequent? Um, I, I think he's talking the, about the WTF. Uh, uh, just the WTF. Uh, just the WTF. Okay, I'm like so because then you're, you're, then something else is about to happen for you. Is what I, I yeah. Oh, so about. I'm talking about the first. Okay, so that's the first WTF moment. Gonna have, oh, to, gonna have to take okay. these headphones off. Like, oh, I mean, no. if, um, if we have we'll listeners, if we have no, no, if we have listeners that have not, no, 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 no. We're, we're still I good. Like we haven't given anything. Oh, we right haven't now. given every. I'm very. <laughs> this is very very careful. Um, Sorry, yeah, Theo. The what did you say? This is a this is a selling point. Yeah, exactly. If we have listeners that haven't bought it, they're like. I'm so confused. I just need to buy it so I understand. Yeah, no joke. Buy the game. Just sorry, man. Sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, it's just you're all chilling around the campfire and the WTF moment hits. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. Just so the, the range of emotion that happens in that that whole scene and subsequently uh, okay. right after that. Yeah. I think that was honestly it felt real. Like I know it's a game and everything, but the way you portrayed the emotions and everything, it just felt real. Like holy uh, crap. It in in those moments it was. 
I mean, that was, that's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's every, it's every, how it makes people feel is because that's how it felt. That's the best, that's the best way to describe it. And it's such a, it's such a, I'm so happy that people are responding the way they're responding because mm-hmm. it's such beautiful writing. And sometimes you just, you just follow the writing yeah. and you just bring everything you have to, to it so that you give, you know, the audience. <clears throat> so it's, it's real. So that arc works and it makes sense and you haven't lost them and they're on the journey and they're, you know, then what happens from there and what Sindri does from there also makes sense. And the way he changes and, you know, does what he does. I don't want to say anything. Yeah. I, <laughs> I will say this. It's like, I, feel I like wish you, your dialogue in that, in, in Matt's moment that he's talking about uh, just kind of sums up the, a, a lot of what, Kratos and and, and uh, Atreus really weren't thinking about in on the back end, where like it, it just hit. I think, like you said, the writing was done so well, and really everyone hitting their mark. Yeah, that's you know that was such a selling point. But it was that piece of I think you know what mm-hmm. piece yeah. of dialogue of yeah. that he was telling and, to the both of them. It was just yeah, man. And I, th- I think, so many powerful scenes where. It just, it, it felt like a movie. Yeah, yeah. Like it was so great. Uh-huh. And we treated it and we treated it as such. We really did. Um, cause the, but again, the story was, the story was so strong, but, uh, yeah, uh-huh. I didn't, I, 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 yeah, thank you. I just, I just knew I had to, this needs to, this needs to work. You, this yeah. needs to work. And everything up to that point and to that writing, and we got to give credit to the writers on this one. Um, Matt especially, you know, you've got a lot team. of, you know, yeah. Alana Pierce joining them as well on, yeah. on the right side. And it's just the dialogue, right? I've been the emotional journey for Freya and Sindri and Kratos and Atreus. Like everybody yeah. all has their own arc within this game yeah. and it was perfectly yeah. woven together Yeah, so far. And I like yeah. to me now, if I could go back and vote a couple of weeks ago with the information I know now, mm-hmm. absolutely God of War would be my game of the year yeah. right now because of the Got story. It. It's a little late um, for that now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't vote for Elden Ring. Well, that's it's, all great. it's all great um, for you to say that now. Yeah. Um, hey, it was always game of the year to me. The moment you know, it was announced, I was ready. But it's it's a different style. It's a you know, mm-hmm. there's a different style to it. And I just yeah. think I just think when you're getting in types of stuff, it's like, do you give the award to the to the painting of the banana, or do you give the award to the bronze sculpture of the baby? Like it just because it starts to get so different than you're like, you know what? Everybody gets nominated yeah. and then you all fight to the death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so with that, I, I do got to ask you, what okay. got you into being a teacher? Oh, I've always kind of done it. I'd always kind of, you know, I was camp, like it just starts with, I was camp counselor. And then when I'm in college, of course, when I was in grad school, I had to be a TA. And, and then as far as acting, I, it was, I, I don't learn complicated stuff easily. I got to break it down into really simple, simple stuff that I can really, really truly understand. And so that's kind of how I always approached acting. And I made a lot of mistakes. So I kind of come at, that's what kind of drew me to 
teaching a bit was just to be like, hey, don't do this. Break it down. But honest to God, man, I don't know. I don't know where it comes from. I can be driving, I can be driving to teach one night and I can have all my own crap going on in my head. And then I'll be like, I don't know how I'm going to pull it together to teach tonight. And then something clicks and four hours goes by. And then it's back to my own life. Well, it's more of your, it's more like it brings you a bit more Zen. The moment you step into it, you just, you kind of go. That's I've I've always admired really good teachers. Uh, I, 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 I love it. I, I love helping. I love watching people have that aha moment for their own lives, be it in their mm-hmm. personal life or their professional life. I love looking at somebody and saying, just go be huge in the world. Just go be big. And there, you can see them like, depending on what their childhood was like, they're kind of like, really? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> be big and small and huge and tiny and beautiful and ugly and angry and sad and happy and scared and be all of it. Just be massive. Go. Go do it. Why not? Is there is there a lesson or a piece of advice that you received from a teacher that's stuck with you all throughout your career? Oh, oh good one. Oh, that's such a that was good a good question. question. That was such a good question. Is there a piece of advice? Nobody can be you better than you. Nice. Very nice. That's a good one. I like that. Nobody can outcompete you as you. But if you yeah. try to be, but if you try to be somebody else, there's going to be somebody better. Yeah, that's, that's nice. That's I like deep. that. I yeah. like that. Yeah. How about how about yourself? Uh, through your years as a teacher, have you received any great um, pride moments uh, that you've received oh, from thanks of your students? Every every week, every week, <laughs> every week, I'm watching people do incredibly amazing work, and I don't have a sense of pride for oh, I did that or anything like that. I just have a, <laughs> such a sense of pride in being able to watch them and see nice. the ha- and see the happiness on their face. That's awesome. And, and you know, there's there's sometimes if I've worked with somebody and they've booked and they book something they've been wanting to, there's some pride in that to think you know maybe I had a little part in their in their ha- letting getting them to go after their dreams or do their thing in this really wacky competitive thing. But yeah. Yeah, I like the fact that they've taken the time out to thank you. Like you look at the, you go look at your website, right. And it's just some of the testimonials. Right. Mm. And I look at, you know, Gabrielle Gutierrez. Yeah. You know, and she was literally, I read and it stuck with me when I was kind of looking at the comments and stuff is that she literally said she was lost and you helped give her direction again, as weird as it would say to, Hey, you need direction again. And that I think goes to speaks volumes kind of like you were just talking about is like, Hey, you take pride in just helping them. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, I don't, you know, everybody grows up with, you know, people supporting them and other people, maybe, especially if you're creative, making you feel like, you know, what you've got is actually a problem and it's not their problem. It's your problem. And it's really nice looking at people and saying, uh-uh, uh, it was never your problem. That's somebody's like, I, I always say to somebody, I'm like, look, would, if you had a best friend and you saw somebody kicking the shit out of the best friend, would you come to their defense? And they'd be like, oh, fuck yeah, I'd kick their ass. And I'm like, then if your own brain is doing that to you, then that's not you. Because if you would let somebody get their ass kicked, then, then you're that person. But if you would go to defense for anybody, if you're not going to defense for yourself, it's because somebody's taught you that and you've got that wiring in your head, that recording. So it's not really you. 
And it's so beautiful to see people mm-hmm. clue into that and realize that, oh my God, that whole negative bullshit in my head is, that's not me talking to me. That's, that's something I was told at some point or something I was led to believe mm-hmm. by a parent, a teacher, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to see them see somebody kind of, so it's, it's nice to help people out in that way. And, you know, some people you help out and some people I'm not the right person for them and that's cool. And yeah, but I, I do enjoy the, I do enjoy, uh, I do enjoy helping people pursue their acting, but it's, but it's nice when you do stuff that just helps them be happier people. Mm. Yeah. It's well said. Thank you. Yes. And right now in the world, we need a lot more <coughs> of that. Just people. People oh, just being yeah. happier with themselves. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's a lot of people that would not make money off people being happy though. They make money off people being miserable and scared. That is, that is true in a lot yeah. of arenas. Yeah. You can't really um, sell a lot by making people happy, but you can sell a lot when they're scared. That is very true. That's yeah. very true. <laughs> That's true. Now, now I hear, now that I've said that I hear the helicopters over my house. <laughs> <laughs> well that's the that's the paparazzi don't worry about that <laughs> no, <laughs> you know? no, no, no. <laughs> so yeah really adam when when you look at those that are kind of looking to get into acting for yeah. the first time or they want to decide they decide they want to get into voice acting oh okay you know like you said hey the piece of advice you've had is that nobody can be better than you yeah you know but what kind of advice can you give somebody that's actually looking to get into the business for the first time? Well, if they, if they live in a city that has a a voiceover industry in it, it's different now with zoom. Um, If there's voiceover agents and all that stuff, um, if there's voiceover classes, I I didn't, I never, I didn't come to it naturally. I had to learn kind of how to, how to do it more than I acting Mm -hmm. came more naturally. I would go that route. There's, um, and then uh, and it's not voiceover, but but a lot of times film schools, if you're in a town that has a film school, they might need voice ad, mm-hmm. voiceovers for their student films and they're not going to pay anything, but it, you can audition for it. And it gives you a chance to get some tape for free. You can practice making your own stuff. Mm-hmm. The internet has all kinds of people doing voiceover tutorials now and mm-hmm. you can do master classes and all that stuff. There's a lot of resources, but it takes work. Any of them you're talking about. It's a great question, Matt. But anything you do just takes work. And mm-hmm. if you want to go after it, you got to work. Oh, one piece of advice. I know one guy that ended up doing, um, I forget, was it Leno or something? He ended up doing the voices for Leno. He said, listen, just listen to everything. Start listening to commercials. Mm-hmm. Mimic how they're doing it. Start watching TV shows and mimic the lead in. If you're watching video games, try to mimic how they're talking and the way they make it sound. Cause sometimes it's different than mm-hmm. if you watch something, you know, like we all have the favorite lines from movies mm-hmm. and we all have yes. the way they're going to be said. But often if you go back and listen to the performance, it's not the same way, mm. but the emotional effect of it has been different. Mm-hmm. Like I even I'll be back. The first time he said that, I think it's really flat. I'll be oh, back. Yeah. 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 He's not saying, supposed to be super robotic and everything. Yeah. He's yeah. not saying it like it's his big line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, everyone does emphasize it. That is so true. Yeah. Because it's how, it's how it hit you. So sometimes it's important to go back and really, you know, learn what you're actually, learn how they're actually mm-hmm. doing it versus what you're hearing. Mm-hmm. But I am never going to watch that, that the same way ever again now. Because <laughs> now, now that you mention it, it's like, 
it was when you look, think back at it. It just oh, dude, watch the scene of get yeah. to the chopper. It's totally it, the same thing. <laughs> totally yeah. embellished, yeah. but it's so great. Fine, <laughs> yeah. go on. Even um, is Yippie Kaye? I'm swearing. Am I? Are you, I'm oh not yeah. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yippie Kaye, motherfucker. Yep. Oh yeah, I don't know. But he says it different ways in both movies, though. And uh, I was listening to a director's commentary or something, and they were Mm -hmm. they they knew they wanted to have a line. They knew they wanted that line in the movie somewhere as a as a catchphrase. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did it in a bunch of different scenes. Like he would tag the scene with that line. Oh no! And then they and then no they that. figured out. Then they figured out where, of course, which was very smart because they need to figure out in the structure of the film where it sits, where it works, where it's not hitting the audience over the head, and all that stuff. But yeah, I thought that was neat. They were trying to. That's look. funny. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be my advice. It's just start scouring. But if you if it's if you're not living somewhere close to a big center or something like that, mm-hmm. start listening to stuff. Use the internet; it's a great resource now. But you gotta put you gotta put the time in. You know, you can record yourself. There's programs now through your AirPods or whatever, and record mm-hmm. yourself and practice. But you just start practicing. And I think the other thing would be cool is if people are interested in voiceover and all that stuff, is figure out whose voice you like what kind of commercials or games or whatever that you like. And maybe that'll help you find a path like, Oh, I like their sound. I think I sound like that. Or I think I might. Oh, okay. That. Cause a lot of times in, in, in Hollywood or the entertainment industry is, is it's, it's hard for people to take chances. They, they want to, they want to hire somebody that they're not going to get fired. Like, mm-hmm. No, nobody's going to get fired to hire Steven Spielberg to direct a film. No. So oftentimes you are somebody until you're yourself. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's okay. getting into wanting to get into voiceover or all that stuff is who am I listening to? Who do I like? Where do I think I would fit? And then not copy them, but see if that's maybe a way that they can learn is by saying, oh, I want that career. And that'll give them some focus. Okay. okay. All right. That's my 20 minute answer to your question. <laughs> and I love it. Um part 2. So do you do you prefer doing the camera, you know, acting in front of the camera or do you mm. prefer doing the mocap and the voiceover work now? I think you've done both. I think they're I enjoy them but they're different beasts. I think mocap is more like um you use your imagination more because mm-hmm. it's you're in the middle of this big volume, you know, you're holding a hammer that hammer that's a piece of plastic PVC piping. They've tied a big, huge piece of uh, masking tape to make the end of it. And that's the weapon you're wielding or, you know, anything that involves height or something like that. You're not mm-hmm. moving or you'll you'll walk up three stairs and then they'll rejigger it and you'll walk up the same three stairs again. You get in a car that's just like a go, kid's go-kart and it's just pure imagination and committing to it. Even, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, even with God of War, there was more people on set than the first one. There was more people involved mm-hmm. because the first one had done so well. But even with that, it was much more like play. And you're only shooting, you're shooting the entire scene once because of that single camera concept that they used. 
So mm-hmm. you go right from beginning to end. So it's kind of like wearing, doing this weird mm. play, but also like a kid where you're like, you go over there and I'm going to shoot you with my hockey stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, you get him. Because you feel more immersed when you're actually on set in costume. You have the props, all that. You, you have more of a sense of, you know, the world around you. But Yeah, that's a yeah. Great- that's a great point because you there's less imagine less imagination you can actually yeah. mm-hmm. feel and act and stuff. Do you but, feel like it strengthens you, your uh, your technique or, or strengthens you as an actor to to do mocap like that? Because I would think, like you said, uh, and I've seen some of those rooms yeah. where it's it's it, your box right there. Okay, that's your that's your stool. There's a little pot here. You know, yeah. and go. You know, you yeah. really have to envision. You know yeah. where you are. Yeah, I think it, I think it works your imagination more. I think there's a certain, there's a different thing in concentration. Now, when you go to film and television, um, you know you're doing a scene twenty, thirty times, or ten, fifteen times by the yeah. time you're done with it. So that's a different skill set. But you're right; it's more immersive because you know there's usually props and you know where you mm-hmm. are to a certain extent. But mocap's just fun when you're get when you're on a great set like this one. Like we really did mm-hmm. have a lot of fun, even if it was. There were moments where I was just really heavy. Um, yeah, yeah. But it was still. Uh, it was, I, that's it was the nice best way to family. <laughs> that's the best way to describe it is heavy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, outside of <clears throat> out of war, yeah. do you have a, a favorite role that you've had over the years? Outside of God of War. Oh, my question. <laughs> huh? You stole my question. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, thank you for asking that, Theo. <laughs> well, actually, before, before you answer it, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna make it a little bit longer. Oh wait, oh, uh, so oh, my, amendment. My, my, Ooh, amendment. You're gonna have to help me through que- this. My question was gonna be: okay. out of all your roles, yes, large or small, yes, did any did any of them feel like truly yourself, or Ooh. or one that you felt definitely deserved more to see? Okay, I'll enter the amendment into the record as being uh, way better than my question. (laughs) Yeah. So part one, one. was there ever a character that was was really, really me? Um, I'm going to give you a very actory answer that you might be disappointed in. Uh, (laughs) It was really, really me? No. But all of them are a part of me. There you go. Okay. Yeah. They, they, the way I approach things, all of them are a part of me because I'm, you know, finding my, however I find my way in. And then it's a matter mm-hmm. of turning the dials up and down. Like, you know, as far as Sindri goes, there's some, for me to go to Sindri, there's some dials that get turned way down and some dials that get turned <laughs> way up. Um, but yeah. And then part two, what was part two? Oh, that I oh. would want people to see more of. Yeah. Um, do you know what the only one given given the story, the only one that I feel uh, they really gave more of is is Sindri because in 2018, for me to make a, a germaphobe that's using humor so much because he's like the side <laughs> he's the weapons maker, but we have to make it. Mm-hmm. I for however successful it was, I needed a place to always come from those jokes from something I could actually like. It can't just be a gag. Mm-hmm. over and over mm-hmm. again there had to be some mm-hmm. there's something anchored in why he was a germaphobe so that every time he was acting in a germaphobic way it was from a real place for me again whether it worked consistently or not who knows <laughs> so i 
based it in something actually quite heavy, which is a lot of times if people are like that, sometimes it's because they've experienced a trauma or they need to be in control or that the germophobia is based out of some thing mm-hmm. that they yeah. have to be, I got to be clean. I got to be clean. Well, yeah. uh, so I didn't tell anybody, but so when 2018 mm-hmm. started, I thought, okay, uh, you might, you may never see it. You may never, never, never see it. But I think it's based in, I think it's based in something dark and the yeah. humor and everything. And I also thought, mm-hmm. I don't really believe I, I, I get that Brock is blue, but, Maybe there's something else to it. So let's make that dark too. And something's happened to him so that no matter what happened in the game, I had a place where I could play the humor and the deflection from. Mm. And even if it's, oh, is that dried blood? Like all that stuff is, there's something underneath that. Wow. Underneath that. So, but I. That became such an important characteristic because especially with his, with your evolution to to Ragnarok. Oh my God. So that's such a great way to look. Yeah. Think about it. It's like outside the box, but really motivates the emotion. Never said anything, which to answer your question. Yes. If they hadn't, if they hadn't have done this for this game, Mm -hmm. I never would have thought it because what the writers came up, like it was extraordinary. It's just Mm -hmm. extraordinary character story. I necessarily wouldn't have come up with, but I thought it was so beautiful considering what I had been lucky enough to tap into for the first one. Which, this is the cool thing, which makes everybody have to realize that the Sindri they meet at the beginning of 2018 is already somebody who's been affected by something heavy. Mm -hmm. So as far as the, you know, Sindri changes so much, I'm like, well, yeah, but we don't know what Sindri was like before 2018. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's Mm fun-loving and generous and has a sense of humor, but was he always that manic? Was he always that much of a germaphobe? Mm-hmm. You know, there's little, there's little moments and throughout it, it where, oh. in, yeah, it, you were, I think you were just saying it. There were little moments where I, I even, I kind of got the hint that he wasn't, uh, that I feel like maybe in his past, he wasn't a germaphobe all that much. Like that, it was something triggered it, but in 2018, that's just who he was in, in, in that story. But, uh, I think that might've been where where you were getting in the writing. There were little, like you said, peppers of, I don't know if he was a germaphobe, you know, the entire time. Some of the moments, some of the moments where Sindri's alone talking to himself, the vocal, Mm -hmm. the voice is different. It's a little bit different. Yeah. When he's not (sighs) trying to engage with somebody Mm -hmm. and try to perform, it's a little bit more grounded. Now I'm not saying he's not a germaphobe because you know, who knows? <laughs> I'm not saying he's mm-hmm. not any of those things, but you have to remember we've always met him. We already met him at a, now maybe he was a bit of a clean freak, but yeah. I think, mm-hmm. I think you're onto something Gerard. So I think you should write it. Oh, I like that. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Mm-hmm. I would like to uh, do maybe like a two story of maybe where you went at the true end of Ragnarok. Cause that I'm also interested in too. Cause I, Oh, I can't. Oh, uh, I was about to say something. Oh no, 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 But, uh, but, uh, no, I, the way it was left. I also have to say mm. is just, I, mm-hmm. just yeah. stems back to just the outcry and, and love that, you know, that yeah. your character has gotten mm-hmm. now, you know, I, I'm feeling the same thing. We're like, I, I just hope he's okay. 
but I do want to see where he goes too. Yeah. I you think mean when he, you mean when he walked off with the candy floves on the and, unicorn and the ki- uh, with the kitten with the cat with, yeah. with the kitten yeah yeah with with, Thank, the, with the cat. I'm, I'm so glad we've all had a happy ending. <laughs> yes. Um, we'll say this like to me so far like in yeah. in Ragnarok I think <clears> that <throat> Sindri's story to me up until the point that I'm at in the game right now. Yeah. Even throughout all the dialogue, right? And there's been a lot of it. And I love some of his his banter even to himself, right? When he's talking to himself as I think his is kind of like the most tragic mm. for everything that happens to him and what he actually has to kind of come to truths with. Yeah. Um kind of like similar to where, you know, in the first one, I thought Freya's story was probably the most tragic because of Yeah, but her tragedy didn't didn't end either. I, well, no, I, but like, I think a whole a, the whole underlying tone with your characters are like just all insane. of insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one thing I I do get to ask you when we're talking mm-hmm. talking at characters and and past and stuff. This is something we've been starting to ask all of our actors and voice actors we've had on the podcast is: Is there one dream role you would love to play, whether it is in front of the camera or voiceover. Oh, if you could just pluck one role out of, out of the air that you would love to just play. Oh, okay. I've got, I've got two and they make absolutely no sense. Go I'm for it. Say Perfect. Them, even though it's Beautiful. completely humiliating. Uh, one <laughs> I was wanted to, that will never happen is Indiana Jones. Bro. And the other was, is, I could see that. Uh, is old Batman and Frank Miller's dark Knight. Ooh, I like that too. I like that now, too. Now the reality would be is I will play a tiny little villain in an Indiana Jones film that gets cut. No. <laughs> <laughs> or I will audition to play Alfred, but not get the part. <laughs> that's, oh. that's probably the true reality versus the fantasy. But no, that when I was a kid, man, I just wanted to be Indiana Jones. I, I just wanted to be. Oh, I, I, I understand Indiana that. Jones and Batman, I was, a bat, I was obsessed with Batman since I was a kid. I just nice. he was, so, he was that's just awesome. A, no, I love those choices. So messed up. He was just so messed up. I thought that was cool. Superman to me was boring because he was healthy. <laughs> well, <laughs> balanced. Mentally stable. <laughs> that's so dark for a for a kid. Do you have your which outside of the okay. the comic Dark Knight Returns, yeah. is there a favorite iteration you have of Batman? Whether that's Keaton or oh, Dale yeah, or Conway, oh, like, oh, so like film, yeah, yeah, West or yeah. I will, I will always give. I will. Uh, well, I watched the Adam West one when I was a kid, and yeah, I thought that too. was fun. I, I will always give kudos to Tim Burton and Michael Keaton and that whole group because they managed to reboot it so differently. Mm-hmm. But my go-to anytime I can watch it is the Dark Knight trilogy. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Now, but I do nice. think the the new one with Robert Pattinson I, when I, I don't know what it was but I saw that in the movie theater and I was like damn this is beautiful but there's something mm-hmm. when I got home and then it came out so you could watch it on television there's something about there that it's even more like it really struck me how gorgeous every single shot is mm-hmm. in and I think they did an amazing yeah amazing for me, for me it was one of the best depictions of the detective side of Batman yeah. comics that I think we've been missing in Batman, uh, uh, like film and TV, like 
genres. So uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah the, thinking Batman. with the, the Batman, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was one of the best depictions of the like detective mm-hmm. side that we got because yeah, uh, yeah cuz it it was straight up a, a serial killer yeah. like thriller movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with mm-hmm. Batman yeah. in it, and yeah. it was just yeah, I was very impressed. Yeah, so, yeah. So, I, I hope there are here. more. Same here. So I'm just answering well, every question by saying all of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what's happening. Nothing wrong same with man. that. It's Batman, man. man. <laughs> what's your favorite role? All of them. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> what's your favorite movie? All of them. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I would agree with you on the on the Batman though. Just I didn't get a chance to go see it in the theaters. Um, so my first experience here that was watching it at home and it just, mm. it was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, for me, yeah. you know, dark Knight is by far my favorite of the Batman movies, even though Michael Keaton will always be my Batman <laughs> because mm. I mean, that's just why I was, yeah. when I was a kid, it was, you know, 89 seeing Keaton who I knew from dream team before oh, wow. even seeing um batman right and yeah. seeing that on the big screen but you know for me as a kid it was live action michael keaton yeah animated kevin conroy mm. yeah. yeah rest in peace yeah um certainly gonna be missed um but just dark knight was my favorite yeah but i just i'm a i'm a huge fan of hans zimmer and James Newton Howard. Oh man, score those it. scores! So, when the, when they get that, together, it's yeah. just you yep. know when they're together in a movie. Yeah. So that'll it's pull insane. me in. Part of the Dark Knight is I realize it's the music and how it's shot, and I just the yep. you know the themes that they discuss in that movie. Like the the only reason why there's a Joker is because there's a Batman. Like, mm-hmm. and one meets the other, and then that leads to the second one, and you know Heath Ledger in the second one, and all that. But you know, um, you probably remember this, but when Keaton was cast. He got treated the same way Daniel Craig did before Bond came out. It was yeah, such a yeah. backlash. Oh, was everyone, so much was, re- everyone was yeah. like, really? Why Mr. is a comedian? Bad. A comedian? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Come on. You ruined it. He's going to be totally. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, then the opening credits come out and they're all like, this is going to suck. Oh, my God. This is awesome. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Yeah. And then we got Batman and Robin. Um <laughs> 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 that whole thing. Um, well, here's a question back at you. Do you think they we don't talk about we, do we don't ever, Bruno, ever we don't talk got, about Bruno? Do you think they've ever gotten that depiction right, or do you think they ever could? Batman and Robin. Yeah. Or no, I think they could. Age, it's just just a, such a strange. I think they could. I totally think so, they, could, but th- th- they need they need the right direction because one, uh, depending on how old they want to go with Robin. Yeah. Uh, which I would say the strongest storyline would be Damien. Would, would I would go with Damien too. I don't think they could do Grayson, Dick Grayson. Mm. I, I I think that's past and gone. I don't think yeah. they could recover. Grayson, that. If, Grayson would need to, like if it's going with the Pattinson uh, storyline, Grayson would need to come in at, at, like a, as a separate character. Yeah. Um, mm. But, I, uh, but like I said I, I still think Nightwing could, like Dick Grayson could work. It just depends on how the direction that they go with yeah. the. With I the think movies. if Christopher Nolan had decided that he was only going to do a trilogy, mm. I would have loved to have seen where they were going to go at the end of Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Um, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. F- um, because mm. that that would have been interesting was, too. That would have been great. The final no. ten minutes of that film, yeah. Oh yeah, 
with the just the music and what you mm-hmm. find out, and then Alfred and the look across and realizing yep. you recognize the pearls and them saying the pearls are missing, and then him walking. Through. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I as far as going back to Batman and Robin as the actual movie, I, I think that was so far off base. Yeah, it was kind of rooted a little in comics because he was, you yeah. know, a rackback family and stuff. But yeah. just the whole movie itself was not. <laughs> Can't <great>. be saved. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I still think but, there's room for Dick Grayson or the Damien. Just Robin in general, I think. I would. Still needs a great debut. And I would love to see I almost, him I almost, think, I almost mm. Yeah, I think in Pattinson's, but I think for Pattinson's um, possible trilogy, I think, I, think, I think Jason Todd for Robin. I don't think they would do it in the past. I think, I think, I think Jason Todd's Robin would be a better fit, especially since he's mm-hmm. darker, he's more intense, mm-hmm. and that's what we're kind of seeing with yeah. Pattinson's view a little bit. So I think I think that uh, that, w- that would be a great be a setup for, for uh, his death too. Red Hood, yeah, with Red Hood. But Ooh, yeah. maybe they mm-hmm. maybe they start out they end up kind of working together, but they hate each other at first. Yeah, yep. yeah. I actually think the going back to the 1960s series because it was so campy, it worked. It did. Oh it yeah, really it did. So but that's but that's the thing. I think it depends on the tone because like the Pattinson, I think has to be a, a certain storyline because they mm. obviously they've made it in such a real world like scenario. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to like, well, I mean, even the Bales, like I would be the same thing. Like it, mm. more real world. <laughs> It, yeah, it would be depending on how it's shot. I feel yeah. that would be really cool though, because if any of them, you could you could see some concept of the idea of yeah. working in the the world of the Batman. It's just it's unfortunate because we just haven't had a, a great debut or like a you know yeah. a worthwhile. You know, did you, did you see Tim Drake? Did I see Tim Drake? No, I was saying, could you see Tim Drake being in the the Pattinson universe? Because we said Jason Todd. I don't know the specifics of the Batman world enough to know who you're talking. Who's Tim Drake? So Tim Drake would have been the, he's what, the third one? The third one. Yeah. Because it went Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim Drake. Then you had uh, the the girl and then Damien. All right. Um. Trim Tim Drake was more, I thought, more of like the kind of arrogant side. Mm. That's kind of the the way I took Tim Drake yeah. a little bit, a little bit more arrogant. Um, and I could I could see Tim Drake being that that counterbalance to Pattinson's right, just that arrogant yeah. type of Robin. That, that wouldn't be that wouldn't of, be too bad of a, a suggestion too, because technically, out of the Robins, uh, Drake is the um, best detective. Mm. Yeah, uh, so next to be, next to Grace. That's true. Yeah. So that, that would create a good uh like competitive kind of thing and then then you like partner up. But so, yeah, it depends. Yeah. So basically we're talking good cop, bad cop, oil and water, yeah. Beverly yeah. Hills, <laughs> Hills, <laughs> Hills, Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> lethal weapon. Um <laughs> which was just confirmed, getting another one. Oh I, Lethal Weapon? Yeah. Did you do it as a TV lethal- series recently? Yeah, it was a TV series. The first season was awful. really good. Was, the first season was good. All right. Yeah. Until they let until they got rid of that uh actor from the first season. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, he, he was just yep. straight up crazy, but he was fantastic. Oh, but yes, it's too it, old for it, man. It was 
All right. Two old so, Adam, shit. Yes, sir. Before we before we let you go, because it's already it's already been an hour. I just oh, really? I'm like, oh, oh wow. my gosh. It's been an hour. This is so strange. You know? This is a Tuesday, but I feel like it feels like Christmas Eve or like a Friday night or something like that. Oh, I would, thank you. Yeah. I would that's really, game night, man. You know, you that's just game night. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I feel like we should have. I should have gotten like. I should have brought out <laughs> chips and salsa or something like that. Just uh, next time. We'll just, uh, next next time. time. What we should do? We should all just put the Batman on at the exact same moment and yes. just lights down and watch it. Oh, I like that. I like comment- that. The entire show is just a commentary of us watching the Batman. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Until I'm like, <laughs> and then I'm right behind you. Um, yeah. And so, then at the end, you're like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So speaking yeah, of like game awesome. nights and and getting together, so there is a question we do ask everybody Uh-oh. that's been a guest there's, on this show going all couple, the way back. There's a couple, to but this one, it's a lot of pressure. This yeah, is lots of pressure. pressure. All right. So when you are able to get together with friends and family, yes, is there a particular favorite game that you have for those game nights that you like to play, regardless if it's a board game, card game, whatever it is? Is there a particular game that you love playing with everybody? Oh, well, I'll just say the most recent experience. I just got to spend time with my godson and I didn't realize there's a game called Snap. Oh, you, <laughs> do you know this one? Is, is it Marvel Snap? No, you take, you okay. take a deck of cards, you split it <laughs> mm-hmm. into two and then you flip the cards over, but you do it both at the same time. And when you have the same yeah. amount of card come up, you yell snap and slam your hand down on top of the cards and then you get to... We, well, that I need that as war. No, yeah, no, no, war. no, no, no. That's not war. It's, a, it's, it's like, no, um, like speed, uh, kind of. Kind of. Oh. It's named something oh. else. And I'm blanking on it. Totally played that as a kid too, but I didn't notice that yeah. because it was. Okay. But it's, the, it's the it's the one I know that I know that it's not a complete answer, but yeah, that's the mm-hmm. one that's come to mind. Because it was always like you're trying to go like as fast as possible too. Yeah, yeah. So to to screw somebody up, because if you laid it down before somebody called snap, you just kept going. And then you get Pete, and then the the PTSD starts to happen. (laughs) (laughs) I just until you start bringing in forks and stabbing people in the hands. That's it. Well, I want to. I'm gonna. I do this. I'm this kind of person. I'm gonna flip it right back to you guys. Have you all answered this question? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So I want to know. Oh yeah. What are yours? I'll put it out there with within the group. There's yeah. there's three technically. Okay. There's one with one particular person t- holds the title and will not let anybody forget it. Is not till the end of the year, man. Not till the end of the year. <laughs> not till the end of the year. Yeah. You got till June. And then, and then we have the the two like friendship killers uh, that are both one's video game and one is card game. Um, the card game is Munchkin, okay. and uh, usually we're uh, teaming up against Matt. So where that he doesn't manipulate us in order to help him yeah. win, <laughs> or uh, which we call uh, Matt's house the the dojo of, which is Mario Kart. Oh my god! Oh my god! I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry has PTSD on that one. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. I have permanent PTSD um, because my wife absolutely <laughs> obliterates me at Mario Kart, I hate and game. there is only like two levels. Two courses that I can beat her on. Oh, we don't need to need the one. Both are Rainbow Road. I don't. Oh God. Oh, no. that's triggering. It's triggering. Neo Bowser. <laughs> Neo Bowser is my course. Um, but no, to his point, Munchkin. It is. I get teamed up on all the time. Like we had a couple couple weeks in, weekends ago. Dio was over at my place. Um, buddy of ours was over, and we were all playing. I'm like, I'm just minding my own business, doing my thing, and then all of a sudden, they start just piling on. 
Yeah. And it, it, yeah, they, they try to destroy me as much right. as possible. Have you ever played Munchkin or heard of it? Is this a, is this a, a video game? Card game. Oh, no, it's a board game. Oh, it's a card game. game. Oh, no, I've yeah. never even heard yeah. of it. It's, like, it's kind of, it's kind of like a role playing game. So you're, you're oh, an okay. adventurer. You're yeah. trying to fight monsters, get get gain some levels, and yeah. you can have like different yeah. equipment and stuff. And it's wow. a it's a rate it's a race amongst all players to get to level ten. Um, but you can have the ability to like uh, screw people over in order for them to die and lose their levels. Yeah. So uh, since uh, Matt tends to get the cards that kind of force us to do certain things in order to help him win, <laughs> we. T- we, we we tend to gang up on him before he gets there, so like we we do it pretty early. So I think we like six like three monsters on him that were like level twenty, while he's only like mm-hmm. level four, just trying to make sure that he died. Throw a level twenty on me, that's going to instant kill me. Exactly. Um, so you know, quick, but uh, um, yeah, like well, that's what when all four of us get together, we always oh, yeah. always play Monopoly. Um, oh, that's nice. That's so yeah. cool. It's Monopoly. Yeah, it's so it's cool. always, yeah. and we yeah. have to. We even have to set limits of how many times we play because we could literally yes. go all night. What's what is the maximum? When did you have to be like, okay, we need basic essentials here. We need water. This is no. We we we, we we always like have. We like, always okay. prep. We always prep, prep, but we're prep. like, okay, how yeah. many games are we playing? When we all get together, hey, how many games are we yeah, playing? Yeah, we, we the, established that first. Uh, so I, w- like, I would say the, fir- the first time we decided that we needed a maximum was when <laughs> I, I don't remember what we had in the next morning, but we, no. we certainly didn't stop E3. playing until about three in the morning. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think it was uh, E3. Yeah. I think we, we played until like, three yeah, in the morning. Because we had four days to do it, and we're just like, you know what? Like, as soon as we're in line, Started playing, or as soon as we got yeah. back, started playing. We ordered yep. pizza, kept playing. You're trying to explain to people at work what a monopoly hangover is, and then yeah. <laughs> um, uh, no, but like I think all like all of our friends and family and everyone that we have on game night all know that we just love it so much that I am the current reigning <laughs> crashing game night champion. I didn't know that. I didn't. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think you've said that at it's, all. It's, you know, I, I don't let him. I told him, let it go. Keep going right. until the end yeah. of the year. Just, you know. I think maybe it's maybe a statue yeah. or something or a trophy. I think this should be a trophy. I, 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 we went with a belt. The belt. WWE belt. Uh, I, yeah, I'm going to get a belt. belt. Like a, get a belt. Get a belt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a giant belt. Um, yeah. So yeah. as we close that tonight, for, I want to thank everybody that uh, – crashed in chat um especially i want to give a shout out to diddy who just uh diddy penguin who just mentioned in chat that they're in the uk right now like 3 a.m so thank you diddy does have a question as well for you diddy does have a question as well for adam diddy's got a question yeah bring it his, let's do it his question is what is your favorite hobbering on the stovetop and I didn't know what we, that referenced, so I have no idea. What yeah. is my favorite hot ring on the H- stove? Hob ring. So, like, hob I think ring. it's like the little gas stoves. I can't. We're, we're trying to figure out. Like, fortunately, I have no. You said it's three a.m. There. Yeah. Does he's a little he, delusional. Did he, <laughs> did he, oh, does Diddy okay. understand the so, question he's asking? Hobbering is the uh, British term for the cooker rings on a gas or electric stovetop. It's the hot spot on the stove. So I guess what they're trying to, I guess might be asking is which is your favorite ring? Do you go with the yeah, smaller one, bigger one, the warmer? Or the, the front, the back. 
I feel like this is a this is like such. I a give credit to the randomness of this question. Yeah, that yeah. is quite. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm still kind of perplexed about that question. I feel like it's such an existential question. Is what's really happening? Yeah. Like it's yeah. so it's like strange. Those, I mean, like, I, I'm one of those weird ones. I definitely have like the the one that I go to all the time if I'm only yeah. using one band. Okay, oh. yeah, I, yeah. I have well, a stuff I, I always okay. I yeah. like, I'm yeah, always the, the the bottom right. I'm always the bottom bottom right corner. I'm always yeah. Me too. Yeah, that's where I'm at. All right. On front, on my stove, front left is medium. That's the one. Front okay. left. There you go. Oh, nice. yeah, I'm right. left-handed. We so worked it out. We figured it out. There, there we go. Diddy, we worked it out for you. So. Hopefully, yeah, that's right answer, It's going to come out tomorrow. It's going to be some code for some really wacky thing. Right? Like, <laughs> well, the FCC going is going to crash actual, you guys. <laughs> one, one, more, one more important question as well. Um, one more important question. All right. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Do you think Die Hard is a Christmas movie? I do. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh In your face, champion. Jason, Jason you lost again. Hold oh, on. well, wait. Oh, no. Oh, yes. no. Yeah, I'm going to answer no. both ways again. No, do I think of it like a like do I Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and the Grinch? But no, I will watch it at Christmas time because it's got Christmas music in it. There we go. Boom. <laughs> Lawyered. Still a Christmas movie. Lawyered. It's not. It's not. It's an what is action it? movie. It's yeah. no, it's totally an action movie, but why can't yeah. it be See, an action maybe, Christmas? Maybe you gotta movie. change the question. That's true. Maybe you gotta change the question. Is it a Christmas themed movie or is it just a movie that happens at Christmas? I mean, like, see, that's why it's always a Christmas That's like movie. asking, just, just, just is yeah. Gremlins a Christmas movie? Is it a Christmas movie? Because it's, it is. it's very yeah. open up for interpretation. All, all totally. I know is Al, Alan Rickman, rest in peace, man. Yes. Mm. Again. I, yes. you know, every time I, yeah. before I close this out, I, every, I just want to say this. Every time I see him in a role, <laughs> like I'm rewatching a movie like Robin Hood or, yeah. um, even the Harry Potter and stuff. I just, mm-hmm. I miss him tremendously. Yeah. His, Presence yeah. on a screen, it just yeah. And it's, there's few that hold that presence. Yeah, and from everything it. you hear about him, which also is nice. Everything mm-hmm. you hear about him is he was just a you know great guy. But uh, for the Harry Potter movies, nobody else could have played Snape. Oh no, no nobody. Oh, I remember no. when he was cast, uh, I was yeah. like, it's perfect. It was perfect, especially uh, it, you oh. know, especially with the final movies. You know, seeing everything. Yeah. 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 Honestly, I think we could say that about every single one of his roles. I don't yeah. think I could see. I don't see. I can't see anybody else as a sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah, mm. very uh, true. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Galaxy Quest. Galaxy. Oh, Quest. Yeah. It's, it's like. <laughs> but then you hear, and, and of course, like I loved him in Dogma too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But then you hear stories so. like the 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 kid that played the guy in Galaxy Quest that he says the phrase mm-hmm. to who's actually dying in the thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Stories about you know Alan Rickman coming from New York to see his play and it was he was sick. Oh, at that's the time cool. and he'd made an excuse. He's like, oh, I just yep. had a little thing going on, but he was ill. But he he like all the ways he had kept in touch with these people and mm-hmm. you know flown all over the place and just huge heart, just huge yep. heart. It's nice yeah. to hear. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, Die Hard. Christmas, Christmas movie. Yeah. Christmas movie. It's just, it could have so, been literally done any other day, and it's still Christmas. the same action movie. 
It could have been on a Valentine's. So, would have been a Valentine's movie. No, that, yes, a movie that took place. Okay, okay. I'm gonna cut Jason off now. I'm gonna cut Jason <laughs> yes. off now because he can keep going and going and going. But um, dude, you Adam, got the Monopoly I, victory. Just take it. Just, <laughs> just die hard. Go. You got Monopoly. You can't have it all. It's, no, it's it's nothing else. So you've already got the killer background the with the couch. Question. You got Monopoly. Yep. Let die. Let us have die hard. <laughs> Let us have Jack. <laughs> so, Adam, I want to say absolutely, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on tonight. Uh, and, it's been yes, been um, so really much fun. Guys. I can't Thank believe you, it's man. already been you know an hour, seven hours. Um, we're going over time. Talking. Um, but um, you are welcome back anytime. So, if you're ever bored one night, you're more than welcome. Get a hold of me and say, "Hey, yeah. I'm come crash game night." Anytime. Um, but no, and to everybody, you want to take the join us in chat take tonight. the title from Jason. By all means. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, to everybody that joined us in chat tonight, um, especially the first timers, uh, thank you for crashing game night tonight. Give us at least a, a chance to entertain you uh, yeah. on this uh, evening. Um, hopefully we see you guys back in our chat. Um, we do this every Tuesday. Um, for those that are interested in kind of um, Adam, as far as his, uh, you know, with his teaching and stuff like that, like we talked about, um, yeah. we do have a profile built on, uh, for him on crashinggamenight.com. That has a link in it that goes right to his website. So oh, you go right to there you his go. teaching website Boom. and uh, has information on Thank you guys. I appreciate that. If you want to get lessons. Yeah. Um, absolutely. It's one, of, it's one of the things we like to do. We have a profile for every guest we've had on the show, um, mm. especially when they've got other projects they like to work on. You know, we like to highlight those things. Mm -hmm. um, just our way of wow. saying thank you for taking the time uh, to be yeah. on the show. Um, just kind of oh. paying it forward. So if you can't, if you can't um, have the Monopoly championship, you can at least get a profile on the website. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, to, uh, to everybody else, uh, you know, like, again, thank you guys. Um, and if you like what you're, please just, you know, follow us on the, the platform you're listening to us on. Um, if you don't see the platform, just head on over to crashinggamenight.com. We have all the links to every single audio platform we're pretty much carried on, plus the YouTube and all of that. Um, and honestly, guys, and just in these times right now, especially going into <laughs> the, the last end of the year and the holidays, I'm just going to simply echo the words of the great Bill and Ted and just be excellent to each other. Mm. That's right, everybody. Uh, be excellent. Be nice. Be cheery. Uh, all my nerds, thank you very much for joining us. And what a freaking treat. What a Christmas treat to have you on the show, Adam. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, I, I I have been a fan of God of War since its iteration for PS2. I have been a longtime fan, and I love the 2018 come bringing the franchise back. You are such an amazing character, and you did a, such a great job, dude. Thank, Thank you, you so much for joining us. Oh. And, uh, yeah, so I just want to tell everyone out there, um, please, let's uh, just try and be a little better. Let's try and show a little bit more compassion, patience. And uh, maybe a sprinkle dash of a little love and uh, help someone out if they need. So, uh, yeah, let's just uh, celebrate more of the holidays and spread some cheer. Thank you all. Indeed, indeed. Uh, I know we're going to have this uh, broadcasted uh, on the website on Sunday, which is going to be uh, Christmas for yeah. all, of that, uh, all of you guys out there. But again, please, it is the holiday season, as they've been saying. We got a little bit of time left, but 
be nice to the retail workers, be nice to the restaurant workers, yes. all them that are giving us a great holiday. Um, it, it just takes a little bit of patience, you know, an extra minute doesn't hurt anybody, but it goes a long way just because it does. they are in the thick of it right now with everybody, especially getting out, having a good time again. You know, we're back to normalcy. So give them a little bit more love. It is, it is, the, it is the, the season of love right now. So, and as always, thank you again, Adam. You know, it was great hearing everything that you have, you know, great words of wisdom. But in my words, my man, Theowalski, my man, back again. Send us <laughs> back out again. Like you do. <laughs> and yes, again, thank you, Adam, so much as absolute pleasure having you on with us we really appreciate you taking the time we'd love to have you on again for our listeners for our watchers till next time ttfn dot out for now good night everybody goodbye century